everyone. Welcome to the Intentional Parenting Podcast. Intentional Parenting is an initiative created by the church at Rocky Peak to provide parents with resources and opportunities for community with other parents to better equip and unleash you to help your kids become passionate Christ followers. For more information, please check out our website at rockypeak.org forward slash parenting. Hey, what's up, parents, and welcome back to the Intentional Parenting Podcast. My name is Dre, and we're going to be continuing our focus on exhausted parents. Now, if you're new to the podcast or new to this mini-series, back in part one, we laid a foundation for what these conversations have been building on. We talked about the truth that being a parent is exhausting on every conceivable level. It's exhausting physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and I use the phrase that it's exhausting at the level of the heart. But we also experience the hope that Jesus offers us rest at a heart level, which is our deepest need. And so again, if you're new to this miniseries or the podcast in general, check out part one. And then we've had several wonderful conversations with just real parents who are exhausted, but who are also finding a fulfillment in their rhythms with Jesus. And today we're going to go ahead and continue those conversations as I have my dear friend, Andy Otis, joining us on the podcast. Andy, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. Now, Andy, you are many things. Oh, gosh. You are a Yankee fan in a primarily Dodger territory. I love it. You are deeply committed Lord of the Rings fan. It's true. You, Which is your favorite book? Uh, Return of the King. Return of the King. Yeah. Going in. And you're a dad. Uh, that I am. You're a fellow dad. And so, Andy, tell us how many kids and what are their ages? Yeah, so I have two kids. I have a four-year-old and then a like one and nine month old. So this goes without saying, Andy, you're tired. Always. <laughs> Andy, what have you been finding tiring in your Yeah. Brain? Yeah. I think the thing for me is I am an introvert to the T, right? So if I take a test, I score hundred percent introvert. And so I receive, like I, I gain energy from being in my own mind and reading books and spending time by myself and being in my own head. Uh, and I don't get a lot of that as a parent of two little kids. How did the exhaustion change going from one kid to two kids? Yeah, it just compounded. I was already tired with one kid and then I had the second kid and I was like, oh, it's just, it, we just keep going, right? Um, but it's it's been fun to see how you kind of just, you adapt, right? You adapt to the exhaustion and you kind of you figure out how to, to work through it. What do you mean by adapt? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, obviously like, when you have one kid, you have less time, uh, and then you you learn to realize, okay, uh, I have less time for myself. I have less time to do the things that I want to do, uh, and you just kind of sacrifice those things. And then a second kid comes along, and you have even less time, and and it, you just kind of you realize like this is what I've been called to. I've been called to be a parent, and to God has given me the the gift of these children uh, to steward for Him, and so it's not about what I want to do all the time. It's how can I serve God with these gifts that he's given me? That's really beautiful because it's convicting to my heart because I can find myself giving into the temptation of seeing my kids more as a burden totally, rather than a gift. And I appreciate that refocusing. But as we kind of continue on this thread of just being tired and exhausted, was there anything as a dad that you've been surprised that is exhausting that you didn't expect it to be or expected to that level? Yeah. Uh, of course, absolutely. I think for me, when I like going into parenting, right, you're excited before we had our first one, before we had Sadie, the four-year-old, 
I just had all these expectations of what parenting would be like. I knew I would have less sleep. I knew I'd have all these things that people talked about, uh, but people wouldn't talk about really like, at least they didn't talk about to me, how much that, how long that go- continues on, right? So it's this idea of like, okay, the first couple months, the baby doesn't sleep that much, but as they continue on through life, right? Like you're just, they wake up in the middle of the night, they get sick, right? Like currently my family's all sick. You could probably hear it in my voice. I'm sick. So that makes everyone tired, right? They wake up in the middle of the night. They don't want to go to sleep. And so you just kind of, you go through those seasons and yeah, I'm I'm laughing to myself because Andy and I were walking to where we record together and I was talking about how I got a knock on my bedroom door at 2.30 in the morning from one of my kids covered in blood because of a nosebleed. Yeah. And thankfully, he was super chill about it, but we are now spending the next hour wiping him down, changing sheets, all that fun stuff. And then different personalities, right? Like my wife can go right back to bed. Yeah. I need an hour. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of adrenaline. Yeah, and you've just lost two hours of sleep right there, right? So (laughs) At the very least, and then you got to get up and do all the normal things. But I want to go back to what you said. And yet at the same time, this is not intended to be a burden. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a gospel picture in there of, hey, my son is having a literal bloody moment. Mm -hmm. And I can be in that Mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. So in this stage, especially because you've got young ones, which is a different level of exhaustion, how are you finding time or opportunities for just your spiritual rhythms? Yeah, uh, I have to carve it out, right? Like way more intentionally than I was before, right? So when I didn't have kids, it was very easy for me to wake up and spend an hour, hour and a half with the Lord. Uh, And my process was always like Bible, journaling, praying, listening to worship music. It was all that stuff. And now I don't have all that time, all that mm. extra time. Uh, and so for me, it's I just find the time, whatever couple of minutes I can get here and there. Um, one of the things that my wife and I, Jacqueline and I have been doing the last couple of months, um, for me, what's really helpful is extended periods of time with the Lord. Uh, and so what we found is just once a month, I get a Sabbath. Once a month, she gets a Sabbath. And then twice a month, we do like a family Sabbath kind of thing. But just so that at least once a month, I'm getting at least three to four hours by myself with the Lord to be able to uh, worship and pray and journal. Because for me, journaling is actually very helpful, but I don't get to journal because I don't have the time really in the morning. Like I want to read my Bible um, and then the kids wake up and I just don't have like the the quiet space to be able to really get my thoughts on a page. So when you talk yeah. about that Sabbath once a month, is that something along the lines that let's say it's Jacqueline Sabbath yep. that you're in charge of the kids. Yep. You make it the space for whatever she needs yeah. to do. Yeah, totally. So that is, that's exactly what we do. So she will like, if it's, if it's her Sabbath, I'll take the kids and she usually likes to go, go out, she'll go on a hike or something, whatever she wants to do, go to a park, spend time with the Lord there. So I'll take the kids, whether it's keep them at home or go out. If it's my Sabbath, I like to be at home uh, to spend time with the Lord. So Jacqueline will take the kids and go out somewhere. So, so you guys have communicated like what the right way for you guys to connect yeah. the Sabbath yeah. is. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Let me go back to something you were saying that before you had kids, you had a rhythm, yeah. hour, hour and a half, and now you're grabbing minutes here and there. And a lot of parents can relate to that mm-hmm. where we had these times with the Lord and then we have our kids and we're grabbing a lot of these minutes where we can And for a lot of parents, one of the things they feel in that reality is they feel as if they're inadequate or 
letting the Lord down because they went from significant time to now I've got five minutes here and then somebody's up or needing something. Did you experience anything like that? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Like I think there's, there's a guilt, right? That I'm not spending enough time with the Lord. I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing it well. And uh, I think the habits of the household book that you've mentioned on the podcast many times is uh, like you said, it's the, I think it's the best parenting book I've ever read hands down. Um, and in there, he talks about how, you know, if your kid wakes up early, you're trying to spend time with the Lord, just invite them into that space, right? That may cut into your time and the way you wanted to do it, but it just, like this morning, Sadie woke up and she wanted me to get up. Uh, and I, I usually like to read my Bible in bed. I know that may be crazy to some people, but I just, that's the first thing I wake up, grab my Bible and just start reading it. Um, so I like to read my Bible in bed and she woke up and came in the room and so, she wanted, she had like a bluey, like a Where's Waldo kind of bluey, find a bluey in this book. Uh, and so she jumped into bed and she's like, can you do this with me? I was like, yeah, I'll do this. And then I will do a couple of pages and then I'll read my Bible. And then, so she's continuing to do that while I'm reading my Bible and she's just in bed with me. And so it's just, of course, I wouldn't have, I, I would say I didn't get as much out of it as if I was be able to fully focus and really pray and think through it when she's there. But I know the Lord honors that. Like the Lord's not disappointed in that. So what was that journey like to get to that point you're saying right now to be like, no, this is good. The Lord is in this, yeah. even though I don't have the quantity or the quantity I used to. Yeah. I, I mean, I think for me, I got to a place where I realized that uh, we go through different seasons in our life, right? And we have to change the way we think about things in different seasons, right? Like right now, my biggest calling is being a parent. Uh, and I can, and I can see God's hand in that. And I, like, I think John Mark Comer and talks, he often talks about seeing God in, in all the moments of your life, right. And inviting him in. And so when I'm with my kids and I may not be reading my Bible, but I'm with my kids and I can see that by me spending time with the kids, that Jesus is there with me and he's proud of me for doing that. And that could be a spiritual discipline in a, in a sense, right. Where I'm focused in on my kids and loving them well. That's a really great reminder mm -hmm. of perspective that I know for me when I transitioned into parenting, I was so used to experiencing God in my one-on-one -on -one moments, but they were more spectacular. Yeah. You know that, like what you're saying, wow, God, this goes back to the, the picture in the Gospel of John of abiding, which we've talked about in the series before, this picture that, no, Jesus is here with me as I'm changing diapers. Mm -hmm. Jesus is here with me as we're dealing with the spit up or as the scrambled egg has just been thrown on the ground. Jesus is here with me. And that might sound kind of trite in some circles, but when we begin to actually embrace that truth, it begins to kind of, you, you mentioned John Mark Comer, pastor, mm -hmm. author, but a lot of his writing and speaking is about seeing the holy in the everyday mm -hmm moment. And so you've talked about for yourself, like Bible reading, if you don't have the time to do anything else, you talked about journaling and worship, mm -hmm. what do you tend to focus on? Is it, is it being in scripture? Is it times of prayer? Mm -hmm. What for you do you find more fulfilling? Yeah, for me, it's worship. Uh, worship music is like, uh, for whatever reason, it's always been quintessential to my walk with the Lord. Uh, it draws, like if I'm listening to worship and it, Usually, like for me, because I'm a very cerebral type of person, like uh, very in depth, really life giving, theologically deep lyrics, kind of leads me into this place of prayer. Like my worship leads me into prayer. It's hard for me to just to start praying, but if I'm listening to worship music, 
for whatever reason, I'm able to enter into prayer a lot easier. Uh, and so that's really helpful for me. That's awesome. So what does it look like to have worship or engage with worship in your house with young kids? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously when they're around, right, we just put, we will, like for us, we do a thing called Worship Wednesday. So every night, uh, every Wednesday night, we just put on some worship music and our kids have gotten to a place where they just, they love to run around and maybe they'll dance a little bit while we're, we're listening to worship music. Um, and so, but obviously it's way more chaotic than if they weren't there. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, but so when they're there, I, I always just, you know, let them run around, let them dance or whatever they want to do. Um, and then we have it on sometimes when we're cooking dinner or something like that. But for me, it's, uh, usually like those Sabbath times, those once a month where I'm like able to like have extended time of worship, um, is really where I can kind of engage worship in the way I want to. Man, I really like the idea of the Worship Wednesday and for what it is specifically, but parents, like something I have found in my own life and with other parents is, especially when your kids are young, there's power in naming things and scheduling it and making it an intentional things. Because what I see is our kids start to gravitate and look forward to those times. And it happens even in innocent times. In my household, my wife is gone on Mondays uh, doing her master's program. So dinner is me and the kids. It has become meat Mondays. Yeah. Where there's some type of meat, but they get excited, even if I forget about that. But when I think of something like Worship Wednesday, I can see that as your kids are getting older, like, are we doing Worship Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. Is this going to happen? There's a beautiful intentionality in that. And I'm looking forward to the way that 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 evolves, right, over time and just seeing how, like, when they are old enough to start being able to pray their own prayers kind of thing, uh, incorporating that into it. And one of the things that we use for, like, our worship, we, we use normal worship songs, but we also have... There's a, an app called like the New City Catechism. I have a high value for theology. And so uh, there's like a kid's songs to each of these theological deep positions. So like my four-year-old can say like, okay, how many persons are there in God? She can say that there's three persons in God. What are their names? The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Uh, does she fully know what that means? No, but just getting these the- theological truths in her from really early age is important. For and me. those are put to song? Yeah, they're all put to song on the app. And the that's New City, New City Catechism. New City Catechism. We're going to go ahead and put that in the show notes as well, as well as Habits of the Household. I agree yeah. with Andy. It's one of the greatest parenting books I've ever read. I'm pretty sure in previous episodes, I've raved about it. Mm. Um, but it's so practical, parents. And what I love is that the author opens by saying, I'm really tired too, because he has four boys. Yeah. And he's a lawyer and he's an author and he's a speaker. Andy, when you think of connecting with the Lord with your girls and their age, are there any other resources that you have found helpful? Uh, Yeah, I think we use, uh, so like Sadie and Ezra, they both, like this morning, uh, Ezra reached for, he reached for a devotional that we have on the kitchen table that we use every morning. And so uh, we use two devotionals. Two like devotionals we, we'll go through in the morning. One is the Louis Giglio, uh, How Great Is Our God. Oh, the science and yeah, creation the science ones. Yeah, he's obviously, he's not even two yet, so it doesn't mean anything to him really. He just likes that there's animals on the picture or whatever. <laughs> uh, but Sadie can kind of get it more. Uh, but then we also have another devotional. I don't remember the name of the other one we have, but we use those two devotionals. Um, and then uh, at bedtime, I know people have already mentioned it on the podcast, but we use the Jesus Storybook Bible when reading when Sadie's going to bed, read that to her. Um, and I always like, one of the things that we do is we sing worship songs to them 
uh, as they're going to sleep. So like there's two worship songs we always sing to them going to sleep. Um, and so just trying to get as much truth, like mm. theological truth into them as possible, trying to get them to see that Jesus is like, he's the one we think about when we wake up. He's the one we think about as we're going to sleep. That's beautiful. And so Andy, as we begin to wrap up our discussion, we have a lot of wonderful parents listening to this who are tired and are feeling mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can do this. What would you say to encourage them? Yeah, the thing that the thing that I think about is, so when I come home from work and I've had a long, exhausting day and I don't want to go and lay on the floor and have my kids jump over me, right? Like jump all over me. Like I'm, I'm exhausted and I don't want to do that. But I think about, I'd rather just sit and watch baseball. I'd rather go turn a baseball game on or turn a football game on, watch some sports, watch TV, do something. But in a thousand years, what am I going to look back on and be thankful for, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to, like, for me, the eternal perspective is what matters, right? I'm exhausted right now. I don't want to do this. But my motivator is, in a thousand years, I'm going to be thankful for the time I invested and taught my kids about Jesus. And I invested my my time and energy into them. Uh, and I'm not going to remember being exhausted as a parent, really. Uh, but I'm going to remember all the things that I was able to teach them. Thank you for sharing that. And I deeply relate with that. When we come home and just exhausted. And that's part of how Bluey is ruining our lives a little <laughs> bit. Is I love Bluey, but that dad bandit, he's never tired. Yeah. I know. It's elaborate. I'm like, you're setting too high of a bar here. It's pretty impressive. As we go through. So one more thing uh, before we wrap up. But first, let me go ahead and plug a few things that could be helpful for you parents. Don't forget to please check out rockypeak.org backslash parenting. There's always going to be wonderful resources, information about upcoming courses. We have a downloadable PDF of many curated resources we would recommend at different ages. Many of the things Andy has recommended are there. Jesus Storybook Bible, the How Great Is Our God, or the Indescribable Devotionals, and many other things you could find useful as you go through. If this podcast has been helpful to you, and you know of some other parents that they would benefit from this, would you go ahead and share? Make sure you're following, and even leave us a five-star review. It doesn't really do anything for us, but it actually helps the algorithm put this in more hands, and we just want parents to feel encouraged throughout that. But the last thing I want to ask Andy is, Andy's not just my friend, but Andy is also a partner in ministry here at Rocky Peak. And in particular, Andy works in our life group department. And so parents, one of the most beautiful gifts we've been given is community. We can't parent alone. We need other people to be there and prop us up when we can. And so Andy, can you talk a little bit about just why you would encourage a parent who's not yet to try to be in a life group? Yeah, I think that, uh, like I have, right, I, I lead a life here. I lead a married couples group, but I have a couple, we have a couple in there that we look up to, right? Like I'm, I work, I'm a pastor. I work on a church staff, but the way they parent, we look up to them. Uh, and it, just being able to see things the way other people, how they parenting, uh, just hearing stories of other parents is really helpful to be able to get some tools that you may not, you you can read all the books. You can, you can uh, do all your own research, but actually seeing it personally and hearing stories from people in your own circle 
uh, is really helpful to be able to to get some tools. And I think that life group just be able to like when you're discouraged, people to be able to pray for you and encourage you. Uh, it's really it's really life giving. That's awesome. And yeah. I've benefited deeply from life group just as a person, let alone as a parent. And so we're getting close to life group signups for the next session, right? Yeah. Are there any yeah. dates you know off the top of your head? Uh, not off the top of my head, but I could pull it up really. Oh, fast. we're gonna pull it up in the magic of radio. I'm gonna stall a little bit. <laughs> While that happens, hey parents, this is Dre here. I am stalling while Andy is pulling <laughs> this up. But what is the one way that Bluey is ruining your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ruining ours. So it's uh, March thirtieth, thirty first, and then the April sixth and April seventh. Those are weekends for signups. Those are weekends for signups. Yeah. And so again, that'll be live on RockyPeak.org. That'll be happening on campus as well. I would just encourage you. Yes, it sounds sometimes daunting to be like a night. What are we going to do? Childcare. First and foremost, parents, just pray. Yeah. Hey, God, if this is something you want of us, you're going to make this happen for us. And I encourage you, it's something encouraging, deeply encouraging as a parent to just walk with other people. So, mm -hmm. Andy, thanks so much for taking the time. This is yeah. a wonderful conversation. And we'll see you next time.